episode 11 it is i can't believe it y'all said we couldn't make the episode four and here we are at episode 11 we got past our really big really big milestone milestone which is episode tw- 10 if you haven't listened to that go back to the youtube you're getting ahead of us come on go back to youtube Abe Carter mysteries or see it on spotify or anchor fm and and uh, check out that episode we just introduced our brand new uh preaching young theme song which you just heard and i'm excited what what uh what, what have you guys been up to this week well you see Today's been a this week's been an interesting week. I've been off this week, which is kind of nice. Yeah, the weather has been nice. Nice. We went golfing. It didn't rain. We and we played tennis. Played tennis this week. That was fun. Which and I've never done that. I've never played tennis before. You ever played tennis? Yeah, played tennis all the time. It's a very interesting it's a sport. Hobby. I didn't know if I was. I didn't know if I was going to like it because I was like, wow, this is. Brittany thought. Hold on. Brittany thought tennis is. Ten, Brittany thinks you don't have to move in tennis. Oh my god! So every time the ball gets hit to her, she doesn't move. Oh my so word. and uh, we're playing with another one of our friends, Venus Serena. Serena I know Serena these people are dripping in sweat. No. This yeah, is a high. This is a high. Yeah, well, I found that out. Well, that's not, why. That's why. What is, is it? Venus or Serena? Serena. Serena. That's why Serena Williams good. is one of the greatest athletes in the world. Oh yeah, because it, tennis is very athletic. It's very cardiovascular endurance. Well, I just but thought that a lot I of old people it played it, and you didn't I don't need know to one have... old person that plays it actually. I do. There's lots of old people that play tennis and golf. Name one. Um, golf is uh, golf is completely <laughs> golf different. is different. Golf is you different. literally do just stand there, you whack a ball, and then you get in your cart and you drive over. To That's the true. I'm just saying golf is I very low. Eighteen holes before my shoulders hurt the next. Oh, day. I'm sure it is. There's a lot of work. I mean, Tiger Woods is an athlete as well. We, you know, I'm not downing golf. All we're saying is tennis is very interesting. And I thought it was very interesting that every time a ball got hit to Brittany, she didn't move because she thought you don't have to move in Makes tennis. Makes sense to me. Well, I thought my partner had to get it because they were behind me. Technically, yes. You're right, actually, Brittany. Oh, thank you. But, so Andrew but, was no, just a but hang on. partner. No, no, no. Technically, I, yes. I wasn't a partner. I played against her. We would hit it right oh. to her, and she would just stand there. All I'm saying is I really stepped up because I'm a competitive person. No, you weren't. And Not I tennis, won. You my last two games, I won. Really? Yeah. So – how do you explain that? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't understand the scores because it's like 15, 15. 15 love, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand that I agree. stuff. Scoring's interesting. Uh, this Sunday was our first Sunday back. Woo-hoo! What was your thoughts on that? I thought it went really well. I thought it went well. We did two services. 9 and 11. Exhausting, but it is what it is. I was excited to see people in person. It was good. I was honestly nervous because I was like, well, there's probably going to be lots of people like, you know, not here. But there was a lot of people here. We had two services, yes, but we split them up to our capacity, followed yeah. the rules. But I was like, wow, this is awesome. And we weren't too overly enforcing, so we kind of left it to people to exactly. really set where they want to set. And people did a really good job of social distancing and not really hugging on each other. So it's I true. was happy with all that as it's well. True. So Very good point. That was good. Also, on Wednesday, we actually went to a, local, a church, I don't know, 40 minutes outside of town. Kind of local. Uh, kind of local, Yeah, I guess. sort of a local. I guess we're in the same association together, and uh, we were able to help them move from their – recording on their phone every Sunday to hopefully they're going to be moving to live streaming for their Sunday services. So that was kind of cool too, to be able to help another church churches, helping churches and uh, get them on their feet to, you know, continue to spread the gospel out into the world. It's always nice. It's always, always nice to help thing. people out. Cause I don't, I don't want people to think we're in competition with one another. No. I'm not trying to steal people. We're all you know this together. And, and here's the thing it benefits 
if it benefits them as a church, it's going to benefit God. And that's, that's, that's the, the goal. goal. I Amen. thought it was very encouraging. Like I was always like very just like, I love it. I love, I would have never done it if it wasn't for the pandemic. Getting you're talking, Facebook, you're talking, you're talking lives. live streaming, right? Yes. He was like, he said he would never do it. And then and, and, it's like, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Well, and, and, and the other thing is that we were able to, to show him that, you know, you don't have to have any, like, I know some churches will spend $4,500 on, on mm. live stream production. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. Like this, this is we we showed him a very cheap alternative to live streaming. That's very clear that that he can work with. You know, you can do it right from his phone as well. You know, he can control the video camera from his phone, and uh, you know that's. I think that was encouraging to me is that we were able to help a small church. You know, move from just your cell phone, which is you know bad quality, to a live streaming camera that's not too crazy out of budget. That's not going to take up much space in the church. And uh, can do the job for him yeah. that he needs to get done. That's awesome. So I was excited about that. But I heard we have a question for today. We do have a question. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> it's from a young man named Michael. I always get nervous. Hey, Michael. And he says, how do you get in the habit of reading? I'm assuming he means Bible. reading your Bible. Yeah, that's what I'll be assuming. But he says, how do you get in the habit of reading well, your Bible? That's a good question. Actually, I actually had another person ask me this question um, this week as well. So I'll. Um, it's actually a great question. Uh, some techniques that I like to use. One. Well, do y'all have a thing? Yeah. Now, let's go ahead and say what. I'll let y'all go next. <laughs> my my if somebody if this you know, somebody's like, hey, I'm I'm having trouble getting into the, to reading the Bible, getting into the habit of reading the Bible, I want to go through the whole Bible, whatever the case is. I always tell them to start with the smallest to the largest. And um there's really no the Bible, it's all good. You you can start you can't start in the wrong right? spot. You can't start yeah. in the wrong spot. Uh, sometimes you can get started in spots that are you know filled with names and it's confusing. But I always say go the smallest to the largest, smallest. Are, are a lot of them are, are letters to early churches, early Christians. And so they're encouraging. They are applicable. And so, and they're easy to read. And so when, when you get through, you know, one, some of them, like some of the smallest books in the Bible are real short. So, you know, you read, you read, you know, three chapters and you're done with the, the verse or the book and you're like, oh, cool. Right. I got through one book in five minutes. I got through the second book in, you know, 10 minutes, whatever the case is. So I always say go smallest to largest. The other thing is, you know, I always encourage people to get a life application Bible. It has some of the greatest commentary to go along with your Bible reading. And you can literally, I mean, it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's life applicable. So you can literally apply it to your life immediately um, and understand it a lot better through those, through that commentary. Uh, but also devotion, you know, get into a, devo- a good devotion um, that you can really get into. And then that'll help you get in the reading the Bible as well. Uh, the Bible app has tons of free reading plans that can help you get into good things. Billy Graham has a million uh, devotions that you can do. Um, so that's what I would do. I'll go that route. Um, I think another thing that I do is I make sure that I set out the time yep. to read my Bible. That's important. You got to schedule it in. And it doesn't matter if someone texts me nothing. I ignore everything else and I do my and I do my reading for the day. I do my study for the day. She's pretty good at that anyway. And, um, oh, I was about to say, you must be reading all day <laughs> You ignore people only when you read. No, no, I ignore you guys all the time, but that's just another. That's my choice. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, yeah, set out that time because it's for it's like anything. When I played basketball, I set out time to practice yep. because I needed to get better. Good, so good, that's good. what you have to do. Thanksgiving dinner, you prep, so you have to set out the time to prep the meal before you cook it. Yep. That's what it is. So just make sure you're making that time in your day to read because I think that's the most important part. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to fail every time. And you like, want it to become I'm a habit. Busy. Habit. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah. And it will. It will pretty fast. Because you're like, wow, I love. Well, because this then, then at that point, you realize you didn't do it that day or something, and you're like, wow, I feel like I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah. So yeah. then, you know, 
Kind of hold yourself of, accountable. It's be part of your daily life. So that's a good question, Michael. Thank you for, for yeah, appreciate asking it. that question. If you've got any more questions, you can send us an email over at preachingyoung at gmail.com. Thank you for that. That's a good question. Uh, we just found out this week also, this is this is a very kind of a sad thing about church camp. Oh, uh, this yeah. is very depressing. Do we have let's, to go this way? Yeah. Let's I'm going to cry. I want to talk a little bit about crossings. Talk about uh, 2018. Crossings is awesome. Is that when, we, when we went to crossings, Judd? Might have been 17. Might have been. I think it was 18. Right? It, was 18. 18. it was probably 18. Was a, yeah, it was, 18. it was definitely 18. It was definitely 18. You're right. So in 2018, we, I went, we went to crossings as a church. And, uh, man, life-changing. It's a great camp. That's the first time you'd ever been. Here in Kentucky. Yep. It was. It was a, but it was a good camp. And so we we have been, you know, as soon as we got took take, took over this church here in Falmouth, uh, we have been raising money and fundraising for money, and people have been donating their money um, to really send all of our kids to camp. Because my goal was that I don't want any of these kids to pay for camp. We want to take them there. We want it to be completely free, worry free, all that. And so we did it, man. We we raised the money, and uh, we were excited. We were, we were excited. Getting, we had we had meetings planned. We had uh, we had a lot of fundraisers to help us get to and from yeah. as far as transportation goes. We had a parent meeting scheduled for registration and information. And then, then the pandemic hit. And then the pandemic hit. And so they, they just announced this week that it's going to be canceled. And uh, so it's kind of a bummer to hear that kind of <clears> stuff. We were talking about all the stuff that's, you know, we, Winter Jam was canceled for us. That was right at the beginning. That was right at the very start of all this was Winter Jam. Elevation Night of Worship, we were going to try to, I was going to try to go to that, canceled. NASCAR, we were going to go to NASCAR, canceled. Um, what else? We were going to go see Phil Robertson live oh, in Cincinnati. That was going to be awesome. Um, we just had so many things canceled, and it's been kind of discouraging to, to an extent. Um, but I'm excited. Jordan Family Band. I don't know if you know the Jordan Family Band. Just they have Facebook. Up on Facebook. Yeah, they have Facebook. They're all over Facebook. If you have Facebook, I guarantee you've seen them at one point or another. Uh, but they're going to be coming down to Falmouth on June 28th. That's correct. That's right. Here. All right. Yeah, June 28th. <laughs> he said it. So, so it'll be so, at 7 p.m., I believe. So uh, I'm excited about to have them. We're going to still have them. We're going to try to do outside at a venue uh, here in Falmouth, and it's going to be great if we can pull it all off. But it's going to take a lot of work on our end. I'm and, excited. Uh, but I'm excited. So there's still a little bit of cool stuff that's coming down, but it's yeah. just it's hard to work around this this pandemic that we're still in. And um, you know, is there a virus? Is there not a virus? I have zero idea because nobody ever talks about it. That's so. true. the uh, The biggest thing I think is, especially during all this, even though stuff's been canceled, there's still hope. You know, there's like still we still hope. we still had a good, we still had. I mean, every we just you know week to week, we're still having good weeks. Stuffs good things are still happening just because we can't go to things we had planned. But you know. Still, still they're still that's okay but you know <laughs> i'm excited let's look at the bright so I, I saw this article this week and uh fox news actually ran it originally and uh man i tell you it broke my heart and so i want to talk about it a little bit today and then i want to talk about uh an, a post that i saw that really was a great example of why this article was written in the first place this article is about the lead singer for a christian band called hawk nelson Hawk Nelson's been around for years, years and years and years. They used to be a big Christian band back early 2000s. And uh, that was right when I was in a, a Christian band. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it. Children of God, COG. Nobody. Okay. But we were in a They had we stickers. They had shirts. Deal. They had stickers. They had, had everything. Merchandise. Merch. Yeah. We traveled to the tri-state area playing at different venues. and um, Nobody's ever heard of you. But we were big <laughs> in the Christian industry, okay? We were pretty big. Pretty big deal. Okay, so we you opened up for some important people. We did. Uh, Grits, John Rubin, uh, 
almost opened up for POD, but they ran late. So technically we opened up for them, but they, we didn't see them in person till. But Skillet, did you ever say Skillet or was that a? Well, that was, we played, well, we played at Festival Skillet. At the same, oh, okay, the same festival. Oh, you got okay. a different, they're at the main stage, we're on a side stage. New song. Oh, okay. Well, we played Ictus too. We played Ictus Festival up in Wilmore to play a new song. I don't remember where a new song was, but anyway, go ahead. So anyway, which I, I, I might as well announce this since we're talking about this. I'm getting ready to come out with a solo podcast. It's actually a vlog. It's actually what, the, what would you call it? just a video podcast? It's not. A, so I guess technically it's not a podcast. Vlog. So I'm about to come out with a vlog, and it's going to be called Christian Music That Made Me. Oh wow! Yeah. And it's I'm going to talk about all the Christian music that made me over the years, you know, OC Supertones, Five Iron Frenzy, all that stuff. So if, if you're into the old old school Christian music, DC Talk, then uh, this is going to be your show. But Brady doesn't have any idea who, who those yeah, people are. Yeah, I was about to say, who are these people? That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's going to educate people like Brittany who has zero music. You don't know DC Talk is? Ideas. No. Are you kidding me? Tell me a song. I'm like singing it. Jesus Freak. Colored people, Jesus Freak. Oh, Jesus Freak. Freak. I know Jesus Freak. I didn't know who sang and, it. Between you and me. Okay. Well, that's cool. You don't know DC Talk. Well, you already got one viewer on your blog. So, yeah. So, those are going to be – so, it's going to be educating for people <clears> like Brittany who has zero idea about Christian music. It's going to be, uh, you know, reminiscent to – and nostalgic to people that used to listen to Christian music. That Where can they, they find this? Where can they find this blog? Aiden Crozier Ministries. It's going to start back – it's going to start in June. I don't have an exact date, but it will happen in June. And uh, I already have a theme song worked out and everything. So, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. But – Anyway, Hawk Nelson was a, a Christian band, and the lead singer just came out this week, and he says, I have a big announcement. I do not believe in God. Wow. Have you all really? seen this? No. I did not see this. I should have sent it to you. Yeah, I do not believe in God. And uh, he didn't really go into like like serious details. I think it's been something that's been boiling for months and years. And uh, but But part of the reason was, which blew my mind when I read it. Part of his reasoning was he just could not. One, he said the Bible is written by flawed people that are just as flawed as him, so he couldn't understand that. Why, you know, what, what's the big deal about the Bible? It's just written by men. The other one was, um, and this one I hear all the time, which is hilarious. How can a good God allow bad things to happen? <laughs> Why can a good God allow bad things to happen? It drives me nuts. You hear that one a lot, actually. Well, and and it's funny. Well, here and here's the thing, because. I saw I saw a pastor and a bunch of people this week share a post, and they it was I'm a Christian, and don't you know it doesn't it shouldn't bother you that I'm a Christian because if I die, and I'm wrong, I hate this. If I die and I'm wrong, I don't lose anything, right? But if you die and you're wrong, you know you get to go to hell. And a pastor shared that drives me nuts. That is the worst argument. For, for a Christian to say, right? We're not supposed to be living for Christ just in case, like, if we're wrong, like, it, you know. Nothing happens. Nothing anymore. happens and we're, but if we're right, we, you know, we'll go to heaven. Like, God's not going to be like, oh, cool, I'll let you in because you were, you were just a Christian just so you wouldn't go to, to hell or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, come on. Like, God wants us to love him and he wants us to be, be a part of him and he wants us to grow with him and, and uh, be a Christian here on this earth. And so, uh, but, but is that mentality and that thinking of, you know, I'm just a Christian so that if you're wrong, you know, well, I mean, it's just idiotic. I hate that. I hate that argument. It's a dumb argument. It's a I dumb agree. argument. I think people forget that God knows your heart. He looks at your heart. So 
yeah, you could say that and you could wear a mask and a face and all this stuff saying that like you're a Christian and all this, but God knows the truth. And that's for everybody. Mm. That's for all three for of us. Some of you here. older generational people, um, you know, there's a song that says, that's your song that goes. Are you singing it out of your head right Yeah, now? I'm trying to sing it in my head. Go ahead. Let it, let's hear it. Just sing all it right, out. I'll just sing it. <laughs> you know, I, I, the whole song is about his girlfriend gets in a car wreck. I'm going to heaven so I got to be good. So I can go to, yeah. So anyway, the whole point is he says, I, she died. All right. And so she said, he goes, I have to be good. All right. For the rest of my life so that I can go to heaven when I leave this world, just to be with his girlfriend. And that's the whole song. It was real popular back in the olden days. And, uh, and that song, I hate that song because it's the same, it's the same thing. You're going to heaven because your girlfriend's in heaven and she died. Okay. Well, one, you don't know if she's in the, even in heaven, but Hey, you're going to be good. And just so you can go to heaven. That's not what, why we go to heaven. Right, you don't go to heaven to see your family or your friends. You go to heaven for Jesus Christ. Right, mm-hmm. the bonus is your is your friends and your family being there. That's a bonus, uh, but it's not guaranteed. Well, number mm-hmm. one and number two, um, we shouldn't be living our life so we can see our our family members when we die. I, I believe you said that in a sermon once. I say it all the time. I try to because it's important. It's, it's a good point. It's a very good point. Because what what happens is people people on this earth are living for things. Right, we live. <clears throat> On this earth for our kids, we live for our spouse, we live for our job, and then when you have to retire from that job or you get fired from that job or you quit that job, your life is over because you live for that job. When you're living for your kids and and God forbid something happens to your kids, that's a terrible thing. Uh, my wife lost her brother uh, to cancer when he was 14 years old, so um, you know we've I know what loss is. I've seen it. I've seen how it affects a family. But if you're living for that child. Um, you know, anything could happen, right? Or, or the child gets to 18 and leaves the house. And then if that was your life, if, you're, if your life was that child. It's done. Like, well, what, what do you do now? This is why so many, so many divorces happen after kids leave the house because they're like, we're just living for our kids. We're just together for the kids. Like, that's not why you should be together. That's not why you should be living. Mm. Um, same, with, same with your spouse, right? Your spouse may die tomorrow or leave you tomorrow. Like, if you're just living for your spouse, like, there's, or anything. I mean, man-made things are going to be corrupt. They're going to they're going to rot out. They're going to just be destroyed. You want to sit there and live for Christ. Everything else is a bonus, right? Having children is a bonus, and and love your kids with all your your heart. But but God should be first, even in front of your kids, and even in front of your spouse and your job. Christ should be first, and you should be living for God over everything, over everything. Everything and, else, um, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, and so. Back to this Hawk Nelson guy, you know, the reason that it's like one that tells me a that he probably wasn't a Christian to begin with. Mm. If, if he's, I don't believe in God. Like you, obviously were messed up in the very beginning. Nobody taught you the, how to be a real Christian. Number two, I hate that he didn't reach out to people. I think his dad is even a pastor, so I hate that he didn't have. I hate that he all these questions were bottled up inside him for so many years, and he never he never asked anybody or dug, dug deeper into the in the God's word to find the answers. The answer is there. Go back to Genesis, right? And you're going to realize the fall of man, that the reason that that a good God allows bad things to happen is because God allows us. Make he, a wants choice. Us, he makes a choice. He wants us to freely love him. He does, could you imagine if God was like, I'm going to make people love Because me. he could. God could do this. Yeah. I think we underestimate God sometimes and, yes. and what he can do because sometimes we're like, oh, well, God created us. But that's there's more to that. Yes. Like God knows I'm, I'll, I'll quote another one of my favorite podcasts, but in this podcast, they say, God knows what would happen yes. if something that didn't happen, happened. 
That was deep. Yeah. Like we like we can't fathom what God can do. No, we, we can't. We we try to, but you can never understand the things that and God can do. He wants us to freely receive them and he wants us to freely surrender our lives to him and freely um, you know, follow him. And that's that's something that I, is one of the great things about being a Christian is is um is uh it's not just it's not forced. It's not forced, right? I think it's it's, it's real. It becomes real at that point, right? Because it's not for it's real. And so that's the reality of it. And we have fallen. Sin has, has been created because of the fall of man. And uh, read the entire Bible and you'll see sin throughout the entire Bible. Look at our lives. What we're seeing even right now with the um, we're having riots right now in our society. That is not because uh, that's not a black issue or a white issue or a race issue. It's a sin issue. It's a sin issue. Right. There was a there was a police officer who put his knee on somebody's neck and held it there till he died. Right. You want to be mad. His name is Derek Chauvin. You want to be mad at somebody. Be mad at Derek Chauvin. I don't know if Derek's a racist or not. Right. Because if you look at his career, he's been sued before for some some rights being infringed. He's been in trouble and reprimanded because he had some incidents, instances with uh, abuse to some people. So I think the guy just has a problem. Right. So I don't know if he's even racist, but that's a that's a that's a. Derek problem, right? Derek has a sin problem. And seeing how people are reacting, it's not getting justice for this George Floyd by burning up everything. It is literally uh, They're just sinning, sinning. too. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's just, just like this too. is we're just a we're a bunch of sinners and at somewhere down the road everybody said, "You know what? People are inherently good." And that's not the case. No. We're inherently bad and we have to be taught And the Bible tells good. us that. Bible says we were born you look sinners. At your children, you put your children. Kids are bad, and they want to hit each other, and they want to yell at each other, yeah. and get in fights with each other. And you have to teach them: no, you don't hit each other, you don't touch each other. You know, you have to teach them all these things, and and you don't have to say anything as a Christian about this because this is what it, all a lot of big pastors are coming out. We got to speak up. White people do something. You don't have to say anything because you're white. You don't have to vote a certain party just because you're black, Mr. Mm. Joe Biden. Culture should not dictate how we react to situations. Culture is what got us to this point. Derek killed George Floyd. Not white people, not police officers across this world. Derek Chauvin, right? Derek. So I can't think of the verse off the top of my head right now. But the Bible says, believe it in, I believe it in John, that we're supposed to decrease and God should increase. He must and become greater. Especially in these moments less. of our lives, Right. We need to be decreasing, right? Instead of us having to have a statement all the time and speaking out and all. No, no, we need to decrease and we need to be praying out to God to, to free us from all these things. In First Timothy chapter 2, I believe it is, uh, we're told to pray for our authority. We're supposed to pray for those that uh, are going, whenever we're going through issues, we should be going to God in, in prayer. And that says in verse, I believe it's verse 6, Right? That is what's good for God. That's like God. That's 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 good in the eyes of God when we go to Him in prayer. And so we need to be doing that in everything we and do. And speaking we of prayer, prayer too, I feel like people also will say like, because we hear people in in the church setting all the time say like, you know, calling all prayer warriors or all these things. But I think we think sometimes like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not a prayer warrior. I don't have to pray, right? But or the pastors or the pastors supposed to be praying, or other people are supposed to pray for me. But if you're not praying yourself, then you're losing out on a connection mm-hmm. aspect of 100%. your relationship with God. And and we're supposed to be representing Christ in everything we do. This is something that we miss and everything and everything. Social media included. Social media at work <laughs> when we're 
I mean, here's here's something I see at churches all the time. A lot of the older people in church will sit there and get upset when the younger people are loud or excited, mm-hmm. being um, you know excited for God or whatever, anything really. They they get upset. Well, no, no, show what show Christ, right? What did Christ do for children? He said, "Come to me, right? Come to me. All these kids come to me." So we have to be represent Christ in everything that we do. When we handle a situation, we have to represent Christ because I've seen a lot of people that are so hurt by what happened in our society with this, uh, you know, black man getting killed that they're losing their Christianity over it. We, we even had we had an effigy of the governor. Somebody hung a, a dummy that was supposed to be the governor. They hung him. Right? The state. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And here's the thing. There was a lot of people that had hmm. Christian connected to it that were a part of that. Mm. They call themselves Christian and they're sitting there hanging a dummy of our governor. Yeah. Uh, it's idiotic. It's stupid. We're supposed to be representing Christ. You don't like what the governor's doing? I don't like what he's doing half the time, right? I, I don't I think that in his heart he's doing the right thing, but I don't agree with all of his policies. I don't agree with the things that he does. But does it mean I hate the guy? No, I don't hate him. Does it mean I'm going to sit there and, and and threaten him? Nope, not going to do that either. But you know what I am going to do? Because I believe in a God that's bigger than my governor, and he's bigger than my president, and he's bigger than, country. than, than the culture issues or the country. I'm going to go pray to that God. And I'm going to say, God, I, my heart is heavy because of this. And, and God, I just ask that your will be done over this situation. And let me stay focused on what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. Because here's the thing. Aiden Crozier cannot control people in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I can't control a police officer and what he does in Minneapolis. But I can't control myself. I can control my life. And uh, I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. And I think once you change your attitude and prayer towards, like, God's, like, like let go and let God, like, kind of let God do his own thing, then your mindset becomes, okay, is this pleasing to God? And God just kind of takes over your life. Does it benefit God? Yeah. Does like it, like does that becomes a first. Price. That becomes your first question, and everything you do becomes and okay. Can do is this going to affect God? You know, what is God? What is God going to say about this? And like, what is God? Can, yeah. Say? And if you can learn to do that on social media, it'll save a lot oh, yeah. of headaches. Mm-hmm. If you can sit there and go, okay, before I make this post and before I make this opinion and before I share this thing, does this benefit God? Does this reflect Christ? You know, will this hurt somebody? That I don't mean hurting, especially in, in our in our case, we're right here in the middle of Falmouth. It's in Kentucky. It's uh, you, we have it's very diverse, just in general. Kentucky is just a very, a very diverse place, and so there's going to be people with strong opinions one way or the other. And so, for a pastor and leaders in the church, we have to figure out, you know, where do we toe that line? Do we even need to address it? And does it benefit the church? Does it benefit God? My uh, my sister wears a bracelet that says WWJD. It says, "What would Jesus do?" I think that's that should be a constant reminder. That should be imprinted on well, our on our wait, brains. Let's say this: she has another one that says HWLF. He would love first. Wow. Answers that question. What would Jesus do? He would love first. He would love everyone first. Does that mean you should love your enemies? Yes. Even the governor, if you don't like him, because whatever God your does. stance is, if you know the president, if you don't like him, whatever your stance is on all these things, because God does. Guess what? God loves him. God loves. Every everyone he created, God and loves. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Say you, that again. Human. He, human. Human. Not human. Say it again, please. We all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality of life is, um, there there is no easy answer to things. Right? There's no easy answer to how to stop. You know the bad cops from being bad. There's no easy, no easy answer for 
like and because it's not just cops, it's it's everybody. It's people. There's badness just people. in everything. Yeah, it's people. And and just because there's one bad cop doesn't mean all cops are bad. Just because there's one you know, bad preacher doesn't mean all preachers are bad. Although a lot of them are. Even if there's uh you know one bad, I mean, come on. You, you can say that about anything. You can do it with anything, and you can do it a million ways. And uh, I, I just know that for me, in my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Amen. Right? That one. I'm not. I, I don't. Because I even saw this post, and I think it's really good. Uh. Why in the world? I'm trying to think who was who just said it, but it was really good. I think it was Roger Palmer, actually. Could have been my good old. This he, was a yeah. What does he? What does he do at Crossings? He used to. I used to. I don't. He used to be in charge of like uh, a, staff a, morale. Yeah, like a director so, of something. I don't know. He was a big wig <clears throat> at Crossings, but he said this: Christians should not be surprised when non-Christians act like non-Christians. Like this is what an unbelieving world looks like: mm. destruction, chaos, confusion. Why? Because they don't have hope in this world. And this thing I would tell that Hawk Nelson lead singer, where's the hope? Without God, what hope do you even have now? What's the point of living? And What's the thing the point with of him doing is anything? he acknowledges God. By him saying, I do not believe in God, he's acknowledging, you're that, acknowledging God is real that God's real. And that he, you're just, you don't believe him. But you do because you just said God. My uncle is an atheist. I love my uncle to death. But he'll go head to head with me. And I just know that Jesus loves him and I have to show love to him. And by atheists saying, like, I don't believe in God, that's them saying, oh, there is a and God. And here's the thing. It's, it's, we don't save people, no. right? It's, it's, our job is to present the gospel. And, and uh, it's, gonna, it's up to God and the Holy Spirit to really move yep. inside them. And I think, I think, uh, I think yeah, we have to believe that. Believe that God can do it. Yeah. Like God's bigger than our problems. God's bigger than our but so small often we issues. Get, we, so often we want we want to be the ones to save that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and take credit for Can't it. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's the wrong. That's the wrong mm-hmm. mindset to go into. It, anyway, so. hold that thought real quick. We'll take a quick break. Take a quick break. Come back. Come back. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Like you guys are All right, sit tight. We are back with Preaching Young Podcast. Uh, my name is Aiden Croger. <laughs> I'm the pastor here at Trinitarian Baptist Church. We should have done this in the beginning, but we'll do it now. My name's Andrew. I'm well, they couldn't hear what I said. It's true. Why? Why couldn't they hear you? Because you were talking. Sorry, apologize. My name is Aiden Croger. Gosh. Pastor of Trinitarian Baptist Church here in Columbus, Kentucky. All right. Andrew Baker, worship leader, youth leader. My name's Brittany, and yeah, I'm the administrative. What do you call it? Assistant. You should oh, know your own title. Assistant and slash secretary leader. slash youth leader slash Fornash. I don't know if you never use last name. Oh yeah, name. my last name's Fornash. Just in case you were wondering, <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't dish that out very so Let's talk about this. What is your what is your techniques to not being stressed over Facebook? Oh man, or social media? Not being stressed or on Snapchat or Twitter. Or okay, well there's blah, 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 blah. there's a couple techniques you could go. You could. Allot yourself like an hour a day and just look at it. As some much people as you get want. on there, like some people will just literally they'll pick up their phone. And the first thing they'll do, like it, mine's even on here. It's the first thing that's on here Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I thought this was my question. It's just an open ended question. <laughs> just kidding. Me? I like to go outside. I, I love, well, now when the weather's bad. You put I your phone away? Do, you have yes. to. Yes. I put my phone this away. Well, does Brittany doesn't, Brittany doesn't have, have that. You're probably right. But Brittany also doesn't have charger. pockets. She doesn't have pockets. I wear so she, she. That's actually a good idea then, I guess. It is. She doesn't, don't so wear she, pockets. So she can't yeah, just cut your pockets out of all your shorts. Well, and just pants. leave your, why do you need your phone? I understand if like you're away from your parents and you're driving, you need a phone, but you don't really need a phone. It just causes more stress yeah, but than I have people, I have people texting, calling. 
Well, you know what? They can wait. Emailing. But that's people like it's, the it's smartest just thing I've long. learned. I didn't learn a lot in college. Messaging. Let me tell you that. Didn't hardly learn a lot. Hardly anything. Nothing. Please Don't think it made me any smarter. Something about cell phones. She did. She's no, good at, I didn't learn anything about cell phones. Cell phones. What I go. learned. Wow, that's my, expensive lesson. What I learned. My, thing. my major was social work for all those people who don't know, but don't social care. work is a very demo- ma- <laughs> demanding job. It really is. I, I shout out to all the social workers out there because you know I'm not we doing that. You. But uh, I love you, social workers. What, did you hear that? She's not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing it, so it's okay. We're so good luck. You're worthless down another social worker. Yeah. Four year degree for nothing. No, anyway, it's go okay. ahead. It's okay. But um, one thing I did learn is self self care. <laughs> I can't speak today. Self care is you were so making important. fun of Abram for I know. talking. Now I know. you're the one who can't talk. Self care is important, and I think especially in a ro- role of <laughs> stop. <laughs> like my dad. Hold on, hold on. Take a minute. Regain your thoughts. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, go. All right. So. My dad is also a pastor. He's an associate pastor. And I know sometimes it just gets annoying. Every single – even to me and my mom, it gets annoying sometimes because people are constantly calling him. I think it's important for even pastors to take time for self-care. Yes. You have to take care of yourself or you're not going to be able to t- take care of anyone else or try to be there for him. It's just not going to happen. Happen. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, self-care. That's important. And that's why I just like to go outside. That's my de-stressor. I love air. Which is you breathe you need, it all the time. You need it, but I love water, like open water. I just love that stuff. So yeah, sorry, nobody really cares. Rabbit hole of Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. We, <clears throat> pastors, for especially, they need to take breaks. Uh, but this is part of the reason why they're so depressed and upset and stressed, and 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 it reflects because then you go to church, right? Then when you actually have to deal with somebody, it's like you, you know, they don't realize it. It's their first time talking to you, but it's like. You know, they don't know what you've dealt with for the four hours leading up to them. Yeah. You calling and it's, and it's, it's, uh, it can be overwhelming. I was, I was telling a young person who wants to be a pastor, uh, this, this exact thing. Like, it's not just you standing up and preaching and thinking that everything's wonderful and grand. And everybody's going to listen to you. There's more it, to it. It's, it's 90% of complaints. It's 5% of people not liking what you're doing. And then it's another 5% of you preaching. By preaching is the easiest part of being a preacher. The preaching is the easiest part. It's the rest of the of your week that is a, he- a headache and chaotic, chaotic and depressing. It's depressing. This week we went from literally went went from first Sunday back to you know we've had I've had I've had people complaining about you know the fact that we're doing two services, the fact that we're not using certain people to do special music that I was told this week that, you know, I don't like the older generation, which is funny to me, but so it's just like, this is the week that Aiden Crozer has. It's, it's some, you know, a, a high on Sunday. Then it's, then it's downhill. High. Yeah. It's this complain, 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 complain. You're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You know, where are you? Then it's boom. Sundays, everything's great and grand. And then it's a weird process. It's, it's weird. I don't know how else to describe it. I feel like it. it's easy to get discouraged through the week. Yeah. I don't speak for you, but. but that's I, why you have us to, you know. Yeah, I vent to them a lot. But but also know that, but also know it's, you have to stay focused on what, like the reason that you're doing it at the end of the yeah. day. Because I'm not doing it for people. That's true. Not, and not, the Bible says it's not going to be easy. We're doing we're it for, have we're doing for God. And, and uh, if it were easy, everybody would do it. 
Can I get an amen in there? Can I get an amen in there? Yeah, I feel like people do really try to do it. Like they're like, I'm going to go to seminary, not be called, but I'm going to go to seminary and be a. Why are you bringing that up? (laughs) Because it's true. There's nothing wrong with seminary. There's nothing wrong with seminary. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is wrong is when they say, Oh, I'm just gonna go to seminary. And be a Everyone pastor. thinks I'm it's like, an easy route. Everyone thinks it's I'm an like, easy job, an easy career, and that it's it's gonna be. You know, I want my voice heard, and I, and exactly. and so it, what really hurts my heart is you know somebody. So for me, because I didn't go to seminary school, so there was a lot. Of, there's a lot of extra work that has to go into it. Then somebody goes to seminary school that is not called that. They're just doing it for the money. Well, they're doing it for a career. They're, they're like, oh, I want to do this as yeah, a job. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna go and they'll they'll get a, a big church and they'll. They'll never have to learn how you have to grow a church. They'll never have to go through that process. And I'm I'm glad to be honest with you. I love, you know, being able to say, you know, we were able to take a church that was broken and we were able to grow it through Christ. And this is how you do it. Like that's amazing to me. I don't have to have a degree to tell me how to grow a church for Christ because when you let God lead the church, God's going to lead the church. And you can have the greatest degree in the world or the worst degree in the world, uh, but there's something. Neither one of them matter. No, yeah, they don't matter. If there's something to say about a church that if you can take a broken church and grow it, there's something there, right? And uh, I think it's got to be able to listen to people that can do that. And uh, for me, it was it's still a very simple answer, which is Christ. Preach Christ and the rest Seems of to be the answer. Seems to be the answer for a lot of things. Isn't that ironic? It is kind of ironic. You were talking about your dad, Brittany? Yeah, my dad. And so here's something. past couple weeks, we've been Great doing, guy, we've by been the doing way. a thing called Things I... What do we call it? Things I've recognized about Brittany. I think the first segment was things I hate about Brittany. No, we've never <laughs> said that. No, it might not have been hate. I think it was things I uh, I Things dislike. I learned. Things, things I learned. learned. That's things what I've learned about Brittany. Things I've learned and, about Brittany. Uh, but today I want to do things I want to know about Brittany. Oh, this could be interesting. What traits did you take from each of your parents? Oh, wow. All right. So first off, my dad, he's very, uh, what's it called? Outgoing. I would consider myself outgoing. Yes. I can talk to anybody, and I really did take that trait from my dad. It doesn't matter who you are. Maybe it's awkward at first because I talk too much. No, it, it will be awkward. It will be. All right, but let's I go can through this. To you. What sh- if you're welking up to a stranger? What's the first? Like, what should they expect when you first come up to them? Um, they never you met you before, expect- like at a fan meetup. Yeah, fan meetup, which we'll have one of those in July. Oh, okay. Um, you would probably expect like. Oh, hey, how are you doing? What's up? Like, I'll act like I know you. I just got that trait from my dad. I don't know. He always acts like he knows everyone. Even if he doesn't know him, I'll be like, Dad, did you know that person? he will be like, no. No. Or he'll say, yeah, I arrested him. And they, like, love him. And He's I'm a like, cop. Oh, okay. He's a cop. Yeah, yes. sorry. My dad is a cop. But I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. I have taken that from my dad. What about your mother? My mother. Great lady. Funny lady. Her laugh. I got my mom's laugh. Is that is that okay? <laughs> Where'd you get your singing? <laughs> Neither. Hold on, I can attest to this. Neither one of her parents. It skipped her parents and went straight to her brother. Oh. No, and it brother, skipped Brittany. My dad can sing. Oh, kind of. I guess. I guess if anybody, it comes from her dad a little bit. Her her singing comes from her mom. Her brother singing, who's I really good, her comes from like, her dad. Uh, Chris Stapleton slash Johnny Cash slash Elvis. Elvis. I mean, it's amazing. Elvis. Elvis. I said Elvis. You said Elvis. None of us can talk. But yeah, I definitely got my laugh and my mom's singing voice. I'm tone deaf. Pretty is tone deaf. We were just working on some hymns earlier today. Give us us past me now. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, heaven came down. Go ahead. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Filled my soul. (laughs) That was not fake. This is real. This is a. I don't think it sounds that bad. Eh, well. Hey. 
joyful noise. That's what can fake. I say? It's, no. a, it's a noise. Yeah, whatever. What else? What else do you want to know? Oh, that was it. I just didn't know what trait you got. That was kind of boring. One of your her dad got this outgoing trait, this. and her mom got to laugh. That's kind of. That is kind of. It is. It's kind of an insult to Penny. No, no, I love my I'm mom. Not to say her name. Uh, Can I say her name? Sorry, Penny. Yeah, my mom's Apologize. name is Penny. Shout out. But I mean, what else would you think I got from my mom? You know him, Andrew. It's my boyfriend, guys. I I, I think I should rather not. Speak. Yeah, you shouldn't speak. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Uh, but I yeah, I think I'm, could get me in trouble. I think I'm more like my father in a lot of ways. Nothing bad against my mom. I'm just she'll even tell you you're your father's daughter, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's embarrassing. I am. We love you, Dave. We'll have Dave come. Uh, oh, he'll be he's security. Definitely going to be one. He'll of be our... security at our uh, fan meetups. Well, it's, listen, we could do a fan meetup. We could. I think what we're going to do is have you a know live, what? We're going to have a live podcast. We should with actual crowd. We'll we just, should. We'll just it'll be interactive. We'll have Q and A. Yeah, we should be people, at, you know, writing in all the time. If that sounds like something you should be, you'd be interested in participating in. Let us know. Let us know. Send us an email or send us an email. Messages or at gmail.com. That's correct. What else? What else in this segment? This is a good segment, or is that it? Is I that like it? it. No, that was all I had. I didn't, I, I didn't about know. Brittany. I didn't want to know, know about Brittany. what uh, what Brittany thought about um, what traits she had from her parents. Yep. But that's impressive. That's, that's pretty cool. It's a hard question, so you answer it. That's really a, well. I was gonna say she was very on the close she's on the spot with that. Parents, <clears throat> yeah, they're goofy people. They're goofy people. That's good. Fun fact: uh, her dad just fixed my haircut yesterday. So, oh, is that him? He doubles as a cop, preacher. It's haircut Andrew, man. If you have if you haven't seen this on video, you got to watch it because Andrew has a police haircut. Amen. That's brother. how he got it. He was in the Marines. That's where he learned to cut hair. Well, you see, that's I exactly like, my my normal haircut place. <laughs> if I didn't know you, I'd be like, uh, he's an undercover cop. I could be playing a youth leader. Oh. Never know. Did I give up? Did I give up? Some you secrets? just gave up my. <laughs> I'm a secret agent, actually, for the secret FBI. Agent man. That was what? me. Singer. Things I hate. Oh man. Final thoughts and things I hate. Things you hate. We're going straight for it. Okay. Go ahead. Things you hate. I hate the vision. Wait, hold on. Can I tell them what you did today, please? Oh yes. Uh, you want me to? Wait, first can I to. say something? I'll have to talk about Tuesday before I talk about today. Well, wait Tuesday? a second. Yeah, Tuesday before I talk about today. Let, Let me just Tuesday. tell you this. Every time I walk out of the building, they go, Brittany, you never have your keys. You're going to get locked out of the building. You're going ahead of me. So Tuesday, I was going to pump up and inf- I was going to inflate this pool that we had for our kids. And in order to do that, you have to plug it into your car. What do they call that? Car battery. Oh, a cigarette lighter. Yeah, it's a cigarette, cigarette lighter. That's what it thing. is. That's what it is. That's how it comes stock in the car. It comes with like a little thingy. Yeah. But they call it like a – I don't know what they, actually, what they actually physically call, call it, it, but – People don't do cigarettes anymore. No, they don't, but that's what it is. So I plug – so you have to turn the car to the – what do they call that position, the battery position, whatever Starter. it's called. Run your battery down, but you could you could have turned it on. That's right. No, no, no. I didn't want to turn it on because I'm going to be there for five seconds. Okay, so, so you turn, turn the, battery the battery Got it. Turn the battery on. I stick it in there. Blow it up. Neighbors talking to me. It's chaos. Kids run around. I unplug. I take the pool to the back, fill it up for a few hours. A few hours? Okay, How big is this pool? 30 minutes. It's about 30 <laughs> minutes. Fill it up with water. The kids played in it. It started raining. We came inside. This was Memorial Day. It was Monday. Monday. We came inside, packed everything up, and then I went to. we went to bed. I woke up the next day. Becky says, Abram. You left the key in the on position, the battery position, all night. That's a pretty move. 
and I had my wallet. I had my, my, you know, the garage door. My keys have the church keys, the house keys, and the car keys. Like, it was pretty stupid. So, luckily, nobody got into my car, and then I had to jump start it, which also always makes me nervous because you can blow up everything if you jump, jump it the wrong way. So, so I'm stressed because I'm like, dude, don't let these touch. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you connect the You jumped this. it all by yourself? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's manly. So there was that. So so for some reason, my keys this week have not been because I'm very. I have a clip and I clip my keys to my belt and I keep my my keys with me at all times. Bought it on Amazon. All times I keep. Actually, this was. I don't think so. I think I got it at Walmart. Oh, I love Walmart. But I keep them with me at all times, and and for some reason, I left them overnight in my car, and I had, I had to get my, I had to get my battery checked yesterday, and then, um, I wanted to get to church earlier today. Before Andrew and Brittany, because, like, as you can tell, Andrew and Brittany can sometimes interrupt me, and they're loud, and Brittany sings, and so I want to get. That, that's probably distracting in itself. So I try to ahead. get her early to, to, you know, get in here and work on some things, and so I get her at eight thirty, and I get inside. I also just got a brand new cool chair that I was excited about. My old chair is ripped. <laughs> so I grabbed this chair. To throw away the old chair to throw away, and then I get a text message about somebody telling me how I'm right, and so I like when I get those. I get those all the time, but I like it. Oh my gosh! What I am, I was right, and I was right about the situation, and so I was like, "Cool, this is exciting." And so I was all over the place. I put the the, the old chair in the dumpster. I go to unlock the door, and I don't have my keys. I go, "Oh my goodness, my keys are in the church." And so I call Andrew Brittany. I say, can y'all hurry up and get here? They're supposed to be here at 10. I said, can you come here a little early? They said, oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be on our way. Brittany's like, we'll literally be there early. We'll get there like at 9.15. That's no big deal. I'm like, cool. To be fair, Brittany was the one that made us late today. So I went and I said, well, I'm going to go to my mom's house. My mom's out three, three minutes away. So I walked to my mom's house, hung out with them out in the front porch while they were talking about stuff. And, and it was a nice little visit. But Brittany and Andrew do not show up early. They show up at 10, which is – the time they were originally going to come anyway, so they didn't, they didn't even they didn't even come a minute early. It was literally ten on the nose. Well, I had to wake Andrew up. He wasn't even up when you called. First off, I talked to Andrew, so I know that's a lie. I was up. No, he said he called you back, so that's a lie because he said I had a missed call. I know, but you didn't have to wake him up. I I woke him up. No, on my phone I had call. to call him after you called me and called him and wake wake him up. Wake wake. Pretty has speech problems up. today. It's okay. Moral of the story is, we, you, you finish your story. Finish your story. <laughs> so then we get, so then they drive we picked her, to my we picked mom's up, house yeah. here. And then I'm looking, we go inside. I've looked for my keys. It's not inside. And I go, well, where is my key? So I'm looking inside my car. I thought maybe I locked my keys in my car. No, I, it somehow fell by the dumpster when I threw the chair in there. So Abram waited an hour and a half <clears throat> for us to get there when and his keys were outside the yeah. entire time. And thank God nobody stole them. So this is two times in one week that his car were, and keys could have been stolen. Or it's not been good. It's not good. So I think we need to buy a roll of duct tape God's and trying to tell me tape something. it to his chest. So he can't slow down. Maybe he's okay, saying Ms. that. Rusher. I am not a rusher. Brittany's always in a rush. If you want to hear that, go back to episode nine, I believe it is. Sure. Or or eight. Or eight. Or I'm, seven it's or one of those. Or, five or, or all of them. Watch all of them. Rush, yeah, she that, rushes us on all That is a very podcasts. true point. Things I hate in my final thoughts. Media division. Uh... I swear, every election year, what we see right now with riots and stuff happens every election year. 
I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm having a Mandela <clears throat> effect. No, I think you're right. Call it a Mandela effect. I don't know. Mandela. Who's that? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Is that even his name? I don't. I think you're saying his last name. Isn't wrong. he a boxer? Oh my gosh! All right, listen. Explain, so, explain to people that you just graduated from college. A four-year, four-year degree. degree in May. You just did. Doesn't know who Nelson Mandela okay. is. Doesn't know who Michael Jordan is. Which that I can see Google college. Nelson Mandela. That is actually historical. The guy has a, an incredible story. Okay, my I'll word. look it up. But here's the thing, and I, I really uh, maybe I should be blaming Brittany for causing the vision. Don't do anything on social media. But anyway, here's what here's what happens. Media wants to divide us. In order to control us, they want to divide us. Amen. And they tried to divide us with the virus. Amen. They tried to divide us with the mask. Preacher. We have the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers. Now they're trying to divide us with uh, black people being killed. They haven't they haven't reported on black people being killed for months. All of a sudden, whoops! Now they're getting killed all left and right. But but two months ago when they were getting still getting killed, nobody said anything, right? Media so Chicago division. Chicago the amount of people that get killed in Chicago every day that are black is unbelievable. It's insane, yeah. Even in Louisville, just last night there were seven people that got shot and killed in Louisville because they're protesting because because of another incident where cops walked into you know break into this guy's house, busted in the house. The guy shoots one of the cops. I believe this story is correct. The guy shoots the cop. And so they start shooting everywhere and kills his girlfriend or wife. So this weird things that are happening right now, it's very confusing. And the media loves it. Why do they love it? Because of ratings. Division. Division and ratings. And ratings and money. If you'll turn into their station, they get money because their advertisers are happy. So, of course, they're going to talk about it. Of course, they're going to do it. They'll do whatever it takes to get those ratings. And... That means causing a whole bunch of division. They'll do it. Here's what I hate. I watched that video. Did y'all see the video? Which one are you talking about? The knee on the neck. Oh, yeah. I have. I have yet to see the video, but I've seen enough it's pictures. A, it's a I've seen enough pictures. It's a to disturbing know. video. But are all cops disgusting and disturbing? No. Are all white people the problem? No, because no. this is what white people speak up. They're not the problem. It wasn't a white person or a cop who did this. It was Derek. Hmm. And we need to teach our kids to be good citizens in every situation. Okay. I'm 6'2, 230 pounds. Okay. Clean Biracial. Possibly could look Muslim. Some people tell me that before. Brittany. <laughs> I didn't say I said he I won't go there. My point is this <laughs> if I wanted to be threatening, I could be threatening, right? I can I could, you know what I'm saying? I could widen my stance, I can yell, I can raise my voice. I can be a scary person if I wanted to be, but I don't have to be. I don't choose to be. And if, if, if for whatever reason, we were always taught, we were always taught certain things. I was taught as a kid because I'm biracial. My dad's black. My mom's white. Don't ever put your hands in your pockets in the store. Don't ever eat at places that are not franchised. We don't, I don't go to mom and pop places because we were just taught not to do that. You go to McDonald's and Burger Kings and Wendy's. Uh, you, you know, we were taught when a, when a cop pulls you over, you turn on the, the on the interior lights and you put your hands on the steering wheel until they tell you what to do. We were taught we were taught these little basic things just to keep us protected. Well, if a cop says get out of the car, put your hand behind your back, or get on the ground, you just do what they have to say. Even if you real, even if you're saying, "Look, I didn't do this," you don't sit there and argue with the cop. You do what they say, 
If he asks you questions, you can explain your side. If he doesn't ask you, text you in, let him do it. And then when you get in front of a judge with your lawyer, plead your you case. can plead your case. This is how our, this is how our, our, our justice system works. It's set up works. that way. Yeah. But yet we, we go, no, no, no. I'm going to argue with the cop. He's going to throw me on the ground. And then we get in a situation where, you know, an unfortunate accident happens or what, at non-accident. I don't even care what, what it was because – I was taught never to be put in a situation where a cop has to put his knee on my neck in order to subdue me. And that's what drives me nuts. You know what else, you know what else drives me nuts? I'm sitting there watching. I, I hate going politics, but I'm going to do it. I hate watching. I'm it's at the very end. We can afford it. Yes. I'm watching Joe Biden talk about the black community to Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club. And the first thing they say is, what, what are you going to do for the black community? Joe Biden says, no one should be put in jail over drugs. And nobody should be put in jail over marijuana. And I thought to myself, at what point did the black community become the drug community? Mm. Like, how about talk about getting them out of poverty? How about getting them a better education? How about, you know, teaching them that they don't have to go down the route of drugs? Why in the world is it, what are you going to do for black community? Oh, we're going to make it make sure that nobody who's doing drugs is, uh, gets persecuted, you know, persecuted for it or prosecuted Goes to jail, for it. Yeah. That blows my mind. Then he ends it with, you ain't black <laughs> if you don't vote for Joe Biden. Now, I hate that. And he may have been joking. Sure. Let's say he was joking. I hate that. That's not even a funny joke. I was going to say, it's my still entire not life, Aiden Crozier has never been white enough. Aiden Crozier has never been black enough. I have people come up to me and say, oh, look at our skin color. You, I'm, I'm darker than you. Now, it sounds racist, doesn't it? Because it probably is. <laughs> so I hate it when somebody says, you ain't black. Especially an old white man who's 77 years old, who um, has many. He, and he probably has dementia or you, something. No, he doesn't. If you look through his entire record. Just how he is. He has always been racist. They're going to put you back in chains, he said. Like, what? Who, who says something like that? He even said, go to any 7-Eleven. They're all owned by Indians. Like, he has been very outspoken. Or, or, or I know about roaches because of kids. Did you hear that one? I didn't. About the pool? He said back he used to go to the swimming pool, and he let kids rub his legs up and down. That's how he learned about roaches. Weird stuff like this. I don't know what he's talking about. He's a weird and creepy dude. And uh, in a time where race is such a t there's such a tension with it, it blows my mind that he gets a pass mm. or anybody gets a pass. Right. Nobody should get a pass for, from racism. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And it breaks my heart. It's true. Even Tell recently, even recently, somebody called my somebody called my dad who used to be friends with him. And they go, they go. My mom answered, and they go, she's like, hello? And he's like, hey, this is the head of the Ku Klux Klan. Like, just in joke, like, just in jest, it was a joke. But who does that? It's like, what do you, why, why would you even joke about that hmm. in 2020? This is the reality that we're living in. There is racism, but there's also not, there's not a white problem, right? It's a the sin. majority of white people are not racist. Just a sin problem. There's a sin problem. And the only way that we can do it is the only way we can fix it is this. I can't control other people, but I can control me. Amen to that one. So as for me, Miles, we're gonna serve the Lord.
Doesn't say ask for me and Mike. Not ask for not, you and your house yeah, and your neighbor. You and, your house, yeah. and you got to do people and ask for you and your nation and ask for you and your white people. No, no. Said, ask for you and my house. I'm going to serve the Lord. And I think we have to get to that mindset of I'm not going to get distracted or divided by what the world wants me to get distracted or divided by. Why in the world are we letting the culture dictate what we do as, as Christians? The culture goes, and this is why pastors are, are driving me nuts by speaking out. The culture's telling you to speak out, right? It's, God's not calling you to speak out. The culture is saying, if you don't speak out, you don't like black people, or you don't, you're not, you're not for us, or you're not woke enough. I, I'm done with it. So this is the last time I'm talking about it. <laughs> no, I think you made good points, though. Very good points. Bernie, got anything? Looks like you're dozing off up there. No, I'm good. It's good. Brittany really worked really hard today. She Oh, she worked so hard for about an hour. She doesn't have to do bulletins anymore lightly. You know what, guys? I'm happy to be here with you. I'm not even saying negative things. Wow. He had to get up because he's laughing. I appreciate it. You're going to say bye? You're going to say bye? Oh, I guess I could. He just left. He just got up and left. He just got up and left. Okay? We do have an outro. This is Abram (laughs) Kroger. This is Andrew. This is Brittany. about half asleep. See ya. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can send us an email over at preachingyoung, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with one of your friends. And we thank you from everyone here at Preaching Young.